From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 271, Teenage Mutant Garbage Pale Visions. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Yeah, I know, guys, it's been a long time. It's been months since I've put out an episode, uh, whether it be a regular episode or a Patreon episode. Um, so I do apologize for that. Uh, it's the, the show didn't disappear, but I do want to give some updates as far as the future of the show. Um, I had a lot going on with my comic and just life in general and nothing bad uh, at all. Just um, everything worked out. It was just much needed time off. Uh, and honestly, it was, it was just kind of like enjoying my life a, a bit. Um, I, I love doing the show. I love recording. Um, but there's a lot of other things before episode, after an episode, uh, of things that go in into into that uh, to get something out to you guys, and um, I know I've kind of like mentioned this, especially on Patreon, and I kind of mentioned it here and there on regular episodes. But uh, I've made a decision when it comes to podcast. Um, it's not ending right now, uh, but I am planning on ending the Star Joe's podcast. Before you freak out, before you, you know, I get any messages about it or anything like that, um, I'm planning an ending on episode 300. So this is episode 271, so there's still a lot of episodes to come. Probably about another year-ish of episodes. Um, we've been doing the, uh, the show for 12 years now, and going into the 13th year, the, this January will be 13 years of doing the show. So it's a long time, uh, to be doing a show. So we're looking at probably, um, episode 14 and this has nothing to do with, um, anything necessarily 
this has nothing to do with any of the other guys appearing on the show or anything like that. Um, I've had plenty of people saying like, Hey, I'm willing to come on the show and be a co-host. If it's trouble of getting someone to, to do the show with, uh, with someone that's not it at all. Obviously I'm doing this episode by myself. I have no problem doing the episodes on my own when I need to. I can tell you for a fact that, uh, Eric and John and, um, if I was to reach out to like Travis or Anthony or anybody there, I've had other people that have reached out that have barely been on the show in the past or have never been on the show in the past, willing to come on and help to get episodes out. Um, so it's not that at all. Um, really it's, it's been a lot of things. I mean, it, we started the show, so I want to give some background as to why I'm ending the show. Um, in the future, again, not this episode, not any time in the like next few months or anything like that. Like I said, I want to get to episode 300, so I'm kind of ending it, ending with the number that G.I. Joe's ending with. Um, granted, uh, as far as a real American hero, now granted that might continue. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I've heard rumors. I've heard, you know, little things here and there that a real American hero might continue. But as it is right as it is as it is right now, we know that it's ending with uh, issue three hundred. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe that's where I end also. Because here's the thing: I started the show when I was around thirty-five years old. Um, that's when Chuck and I both started. I'm now forty-seven. Um, I love talking about this stuff. It, it it's not. I've grown out of this stuff at all. In fact, if anything, I'm more into it than I ever have been. Um, I love, you know, reading comics and checking out the new toys and watching the shows and the movies and all that type of stuff. Like I'm totally into all that stuff. Um, and it's not that I don't love doing this show. I've loved, this show has been a part of my life for a very long time. Um, like almost a third of my life when you think about it. Um, so it's, it means the show means a lot to me and I will tell you for a fact, um, it's a very emotional decision for me. Uh, I can guarantee you that when episode 300 happens, uh, that I will probably be a blubbering mess by the end of it. Um, it'll be hard to say goodbye. Um, but it's also not saying goodbye. So, um, but I didn't see myself doing this show forever. Um, as much as I may have said that in the early days, I, and I can't say like, Oh, I'm going to, I don't want to put any hope out there that I'll come back, but I don't want to say like, Oh, maybe I'll miss it and I'll start doing episodes again. It's possible, but, um, it just felt like it was time. You know, there's a lot of things going on for me, and there's a lot of things I just want to be able to enjoy. Um, and I've noticed that more so in the last few months of not doing episodes. Like, I'm spending a lot of time getting the comic together um, and trying to promote that and trying to do things with that. And that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Um, that's not my sole reason for ending. Like, even if I wasn't doing the comic, and let's face it, it's not like... 
I had any idea that when I started doing this show that I was going to do a comic sometime in my future. But before I did the show, I, there was I never thought I was going to do a podcast in my future. So um, things just happen. Things just change. Um, I do pride myself on the fact that we've been a podcast that's been around for a very long time. And we've made content that people really seem to enjoy and feel that they're a part of. And that's very special to me. But like I said, I, I thought, man, I'm 47. I'm going to be getting in my 50s soon. I don't really see myself doing this in my 50s. Um, I know there's people that do, and that's fine. It's just, it, I was just like, you know what? It just, so then I thought, well, maybe when I turn 50, that's the cutoff point. But the more I wasn't doing episodes and everything else, the more I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to cut out earlier than that. And, um, so then I thought like, I still want to do a lot of episodes before closing out. And I want to do some good content for you guys before closing out. So I was like, okay, we're going to do, we're going to go to episode 300. It'd be a nice round number to close out on. Um, I don't know what we're going to do for episode 300. I've thought about having it be a listener episode like we've done in the past where people can join in for that last episode and everything. Um, I've also thought about making that the 299th episode and making 300 an episode with as many of the co-hosts as we can possibly get on. So have, you know, you know, ones that have been on several times. So like, um, get Chuck back on, um, you know, John, Eric, Robert, Shannon, Anthony, Brian Shearer, you know, get, get as many of them together on one, on the one last episode as possible. And I don't know what we would even talk about. It could just be a free for all, but I wanted to do something kind of epic for the last one, but that's a ways off still. Like I said, probably about a year, if not a little bit longer, uh, away. And, um, I can tell you that I've already talked with Robert and he is definitely up for coming back on the show, um, in this last year, uh, one, you know, at least, you know, once or twice, if not at least at the very least the last episode. So, um, the plan is like, I have ideas in my mind of things I want to make sure that we do and cover. Um, so I do want to do some more comic reviews of classic stuff. Um, I had always hoped that we would get through all of a real American hero. That isn't going to happen, but, um, I want to cover some more classic comics. I want to, uh, cover a few other properties that we never covered before. Uh, I want to finish for sure the first season of, of, uh, GI Joe or American hero cartoon. We're only a few episodes away from doing that. Um, I'd like to possibly do a few episodes of other shows and, uh, and then I have like a movie idea here and there. I have some other top lists that I want to do here and there. So, um, and then if there's anything in particular, you guys have always wanted us to do, you know, pass that along as well. And if I, if it makes sense to do and we can do it, I absolutely want to do that. Um, I know one of the other episodes I want to do is, uh, cartoons, that you found in your adulthood. Cause I know we did cartoons that you found in your childhood. Um, 
your like your top list type thing. And uh, I want to bring on some guests that we've had on in the past, if I can. Um, not necessarily creators or anything like that, although that would be great too. But like, you know, I want to bring on you know some other you know just people we've had on before. Um, or, you know, to, to do new, new content. So like I said, I have a movie idea. I'd love to get Greg Schiegel, uh, back on to do, uh, the movie episode with us. Uh, always loved having him on. I'd love to get, uh, Brian from pop culture leftovers back on, uh, probably, to, I think he was on with us to do the, um, cartoon episode. So I'd like to get him back on for that. Um, I think that's the one we had him on for. Um, I know Scott Kruger, I, uh, I want to have him, uh, on the show, uh, from Sarlacc Digest. So there's just a lot of things that I would like to do in this last year. And I want to make every episode as much as possible, like somewhat meaningful, or at least a lot of content for you. Um, so it's not just, you know, okay, here's here's a whatever episode. Um, you know, we'll have our suck episodes. The one, if you've been a long time listening, you know what that means. Um, but it, it basically means we're going to have just random talk type episodes. Um, but those are fun too. So, and those are typically, you know, a lot of material covered in those episodes. So definitely I have some of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, I kind of want to map some stuff out. So I know like what we're going to cover. There'll definitely be some episodes like this one where I'm just going to be doing an episode on my own. Uh, but it's, the show's just kind of evolved into that over the years, um, into where I, I have co-hosts on sometimes and sometimes I do episodes on my own. So hopefully you like both formats. Um, but I will try to get co-hosts on for various things. Uh, I know the next episode is going to be out very shortly after this one. Uh, I'm recording this on Thursday night. I'm going to have this episode out on hopefully on Friday. I'm recording an episode on Friday for a Kickstarter for the after action report guys. Cause their third volume is, is, uh, has launched and I just told them, yeah, we'll have you guys on to talk about it and everything else. So it has already funded, which is great. So, um, but we'll have them on next the next episode you hear will be them. Um, so that's the plans for the regular episodes. Patreon. I appreciate everyone who's ever subscribed on Patreon. Uh, absolutely love the fact that um, you helped support the channel for so long. And especially in these months when I wasn't putting out episodes, you didn't cancel your subscriptions. And that was super nice of you. And I appreciate that. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you did. And, um, I've had people that have left and have apologized for like canceling just for various reasons in their life. And I'm like, you never own, owe an apology. I appreciate it if you're able to do it. And if you can't do it, that's totally fine too. Um, I do have an episode that's been recorded. It's been two months now that it's been recorded and I just haven't put it out. So I'll get that episode out for Patreon members. I plan to get out at least two more episodes this month. Yes, this month, meaning November. Um, 
probably one of them will be at the very beginning of December. Um, and then at the end of December, I'm going to shut Patreon down. Um, so I wanted to let people know because if you have supported Patreon and I want to let you know, you're going to get one more episode at the beginning of December. And then at the end of December, I'm going to shut it down so that you're not charged again in January, but I want to get the one episode out in the next few days and then get another episode out this month and then get another episode out at the beginning of December. Um, cause I absolutely at least off, owe, owe you guys that much. Um, and, uh, and then the, the idea is that, like I said, I'll be doing regular episodes after that. And if I do, most of those Patreon episodes were ones where I just covered previews and I like doing those. So in the last year, if I decide to do one of those, those will be 0.5 episodes. Like this sort of like say I'm on episode 280 and I want to do a previews episode, then it'll be episode 280.5. So it will not, none of those previews episodes will count towards getting up to 300. So don't worry about that. It'll just be extra episodes. And in the last year, they won't cost anyone anything. So, um, to hear those, they're, they're just me going over comics that are coming out or have come out and just rambling tangents and everything else. So, and they're usually pretty long episodes too. So, uh, so yeah, so that's the plan. I'm sorry if this news disappoints anyone. I mean, I guess I kind of hope it does disappoint people in some way because that means you care about the show and like the show. Um, Star Joe's isn't going completely away. Um, so we will still have the Facebook group page, the Facebook fan page, the Twitter account and the Instagram account. So how those will work and how I'm trying to get them to work for us is, uh, the Facebook fan page will always be the way it has been. So it, you know, it'll be funny memes and cool artwork. Um, that's what it's pretty much has been for many years now, like at least the last three, four years, if not longer. Um, the group page will be what it always has been. I did make the group page a private page. There was multiple reasons for doing that. Also, I had people like asking like, why was that done? Um, one is that it was like, I noticed when myself or anyone else posted in the group, because it was a public page, we were getting some people coming in and making comments and stuff like that, which weren't part of the group. And, um, and I mean like stirring up stuff and everything else. And I was like, that's not cool. And then like, I even had like family members that like, I'm talking about like aunts and uncles and stuff like that, that would like make comments. And I'm like, I don't need my family here. Um, so uh, the intention behind the group page was always on Facebook was always that it was us as a community, whether you listen to the show or don't listen to the show and just like stuff. So I'm still approving anyone that comes in and everything else, but now like anything you put in the group, it, it is a private group now. So, um, I can't go back and make it public. They let you know that up front. Um, that once you make it private, it stays private. You have to make a whole new group if you want to make it public. Um, but I, I just like the idea of it being 
private and that's for everyone to be able to just contribute. Like I, I love the fact that there's so many people like putting stuff into the group page and it's just geeky stuff. It doesn't have to be related to the, the show at all. Um, it just, you know, just fun, geeky things that people are posting and I see people interacting and commenting on and everything else. Um, I'm going to continue to put like my reading goals on there when it comes to comics. I'm trying to reach a thousand comics that I'm reading before the end of the year. And I'll probably give myself the same goal for next year. Um, it's been fun getting other people to participate in that. Um, and then doing like a pick of the week where I, I put each week, like something that really stood out to me that I really enjoyed. And people are posting awesome stuff. Like, you know, I liked, you know, I'm reading this comic or I did this type of, I'm looking back at these comics or I read this book. And so like, so it's been really cool, um, to get that type of participation. So, um, Instagram, I've gone back to doing comic reviews on there. Um, it's a good channel for doing that, uh, because Instagram's mostly about pictures. I know there's been a lot more videos lately on there, which is weird, but because Instagram is always about like images to me. Um, but I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm putting comics back into there and, uh, and I'm enjoying that. So I'm doing comic reviews on there as I'm reading stuff and putting in there. It's whatever I'm reading at that time. So it's not just star Joe stuff related stuff. It's whatever the hell I'm reading at that point. Um, some days you get one or two on there and some days you get like 10 things on there that I've read. Um, and I want people to interact with that too. People are starting to interact again on those because I've just started redoing those. And so that's been fun is I'll post a comic review and then somebody will comment on either, you know, that they've read it and what they thought, or they'll comment on like the, the title or the characters or whatever. So like, I want it to be something that people feel like they can be a part of and involved with. Um, and then Twitter, I always been unsure how the hell to use Twitter. And there's obviously a lot of craziness going on with Twitter right now. Um, but my Twitter account's not going away. Star Joe's is not going away on Twitter. We're not doing a big mass exodus. I'm not buying a blue check mark or anything like that. Um, I'm going to use Twitter mostly for posting like news things for the most part related to Star Joe's stuff. So, um, I did it the one day and I kind of liked that. Uh, I'm going to try to do something daily. Um, it's a little bit tough cause it's like, I, what I do is I just do quick Google searches on different properties that we have and everything else. So, um, if something catches my eye, that makes it easier. But, uh, for the most part, I'll be doing Google searches, looking for news items when it comes to star Wars, GI Joe transformers, um, teenage mutant Ninja turtles, he man, Thundercats, Silverhawks, whatever. Um, Voltron, like I'm going to look for stuff that's somewhat newsworthy to put on there. Um, and of course, retweeting other things that I see, but mostly I'm going to try to just make it original stuff. Uh, occasionally throw an image in there too. Um, but it'll mostly be news type stuff. So, uh, it seems like that's a good channel for that. So, um, so that's how Star Joe's will live on past the podcast is those things will be there. I think I covered everything. I wanted to do this episode before releasing the Kickstarter one. Cause I wanted you guys to know like kind of where things are. And like I said, with 
you know, I, I felt like I owed you guys an explanation as to, you know, what's happening and everything else. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Um, and I love the show. I love the fact that this has been a part of my life. I love the friendships that I've made. Um, if this show has done anything to bring you a smile to your face at some point in your life, um, that makes me happier than I could ever express. Um, but yeah, it's, it's bitter sweet. Like I, I'd like to say I like the thought of having more time on my hands for stuff, but that's not true because I won't have more time on my hands. But it's like I work a full-time job and I have a wife and a dog and, you know, her and I have been going on hiking adventures and stuff like that, which has been great. I have a whole basement of comics and collectibles I'm trying to, like, clear out. Not everything, just, like, really trying to weed my collection down. That takes time selling stuff on eBay because I do want to try to sell um, as much of it as I can. Um, I'm get, I'm getting my collection down to like a manageable level because right now my basement's kind of like a scene of hoarders. Um, and that's not good because I don't get to enjoy it. So it's not that again, I'm not getting out of collecting. I'm not getting out of these properties or anything like that. Um, my <laughs> make this very clear. My wife is not making me do this. Um, I know I had someone when I told them that I was looking to do this, they're like, Oh, you know, she wants you to stop. And I was like, no, she does. This, this is up to me to, if I want to or not. Um, my wife would never want me to, to stop doing something that's making me happy. So, um, this is very much a me decision. And, uh, yeah, at least I'm doing the comic. I, we got a new website up, which is stealthhammer.com. So you want to check that out. That took like a week and a half to two weeks of working on it every night after work. So there's things like that where it's like, okay, if I'm going to do something serious when it comes to this comic and really try to make something of it, I need time to do that. Um, and I hope you guys don't end up hating the comic because it's take part of the, that's part of the reason why I'm stopping the podcast. Um, but it is part of the reason it's, it's just there's a lot of other reasons. Even if I didn't have the comic, I think I still would be ending the podcast. Like I said, it's it's an age thing. It's just it's it's just wanting to kind of move on with my life into the into the next chapter, whatever that may be. But like I said, I've made some amazing friends doing this podcast. Uh, whether I've met you or haven't met you. Um, I still, if we've interacted, I still consider you a friend and hopefully we will get to meet in person one day. Um, but yeah, like drop me a line, like the, um, Gmail account's not going away. The star Joe's Gmail account's not going to go away. I will tell you, I have been so inactive with the podcast that I accidentally left the, um, voicemail went, went, uh, inactive. So you can't call and leave a voicemail just yet. I'm going to set up a new one so that you can. Because um, I want people to be able to call in and leave a message, especially when we get near that last episode. So if you want to leave a message to play for us to play on those last episodes, um, I want you to be able to do that. So, but yeah, I just, I, it went inactive and I got an email that talked about it and I was like, oh yeah, I got to like log back in to show that I'm still active. And then I didn't. And then all of a sudden I was like, yep, it expired. And I was like, crap. I was like, can I get it back? And they're like, nope. Uh, so I can't, couldn't even get the same phone number back, but 
I will have a phone number for you guys. It's not going to be at the end of this episode or anything like that, but I will have a phone number again where you guys can call in and leave a voicemail. But yeah, it's like I said, it's like there's aspects of doing the podcast that I missed the last few months. And then there's aspects of it that I haven't missed. And, and it's all that it has nothing to do with you guys at all or anything like that. It has everything to do with like just some of the tediousness that causes other podcasts to quit after like six months to a year, which is how long a lot of podcasts last and and then end up ending. Um, and they do the pod fate thing where they just, they stop putting episodes out and that's it. And they just stop. Um, and I didn't want anyone to think that's what I was doing. Uh, I promise unless something God forbid happens to me, there will be a last episode of star Joe's. So there will be an episode where we're like, this is the last episode. This is it. Um, Oh, also what will happen with the website? Because of course I want to put out the last episode and then it's like, okay, now, now we're done and I'm, the website's down and you're not going to get those episodes. Like you have to listen to it the first day or else it's gone. No, nothing like that. Um, the website will be up for the rest of the year whenever we end. So I'm expecting that we will, to get to 300, we will go through 2023 and probably dip into a bit of 2024. And then the website will be up till the end of 2024. Um, and, and then I just, cause there is a cost for having that website. Um, I will not renew it at the end of 2024 going, going into 2025. So you'll want to get, if you want any of the episodes, you'll want to download them and save them somewhere. I'm going to do that for myself, uh, because it's a show <laughs> again, it's a part of my life, <laughs> a big part of my life. And, uh, that means a lot. And like I said, we'll, I'll get more into that when we get closer to the last episode. Cause I don't want to think about that because I'll get very choked up. Um, but I'm planning on storing the episodes for myself. So, um, and yeah, so just to let you know, like what will happen because once I believe once we're not paying for the website anymore, the feed is not feeding that into, um, iTunes or anything like that anymore. I think the episodes disappear eventually. Um, I know there's episodes, there's podcasts that I listened to in the past that aren't around anymore. And when I go to look for them, they don't, they're not, they don't show up in feeds anymore. So, so in that respect, Star Joe will go away. Um, I have been tempted and I'll make that decision when I get there. I have been tempted to keep the domain name because that does not cost very much. I think I pay like 12 bucks a year. So it's like a dollar a month, um, just to keep Star Joe's. Dot com. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, I kind of like the idea of keeping the name, but at the same time, if I'm not doing anything with it, why keep it? Um, I've also thought about, you're going to laugh at this, but I've also thought about doing TikTok videos for Star Joe's and then having those go to the Star Joe's YouTube channel. Cause I haven't done anything with the Star Joe's YouTube channel in a while. Um, so just some type of short form thing. I haven't decided yet for sure if that's what I'm going to do. Um, the reason I've thought about that is because I've thought about doing some TikTok videos for the comic. And I'm like, well, if I already have it up to do about my comic, then I could easily transition to a quick video that does like a comic review, a Star Joe's related comic review. Um, and it could be like retro as well as 
or vintage or whatever you want to say, like the classic stuff as well as like modern day stuff. So we'll see. Um, so if, if anything, that would be another way to, for Starjo's to live on. But, um, like I said, the domain name I'm iffy about, like, it's not very much money to keep that one going, to keep that going. But if I'm not doing anything with it, why keep it? Um, I guess I just, part of me just likes the idea of no one else having it because that was, that was mine for a long time. So I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, like I said, the, the episodes will still be available for about roughly about a year after the last episode comes out. So, um, and I'll remind everyone when we get near the end so that, you know, if you're following us on any type of social media, just so that, you know, like, Hey, get your last episode, you know, get the episodes now. Cause they're going away soon. Um, yeah, so that's the plan. And like I said, there's, I'm not even going to try to list everybody now off the top of my head. I sure as hell ain't going to try to list everybody to thank, um, at the end. So like there's so many people and I will absolutely forget somebody and not mean to like, that's the problem is like, it's not that anyone's forgettable and it's not that I intend to not mention somebody, but it's going to happen. And I don't, so I don't want to do that. Like it's one thing to thank my co-hosts and stuff like that, that I I've had on the show and everything else. But I, I know there's people that I haven't mentioned, like I, like Nick is, has been on the show. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned Travis been on the show and rock has been on the show. Um, you know, there's, I'm going to forget people even when it comes to people that have come on to help co-host. So I don't want to do that to anyone because everyone who's ever been involved in the show has been a friend and I'm very appreciative of them. Um, so yeah, but we'll get into all that mushy stuff <laughs> when we're getting to the end, but I just wanted to make everyone aware. Like I know I haven't put out an episode in a while and there was a reason, you know, just taking the time off kind of reevaluating things and what I wanted to do and seeing how much everything else is taking up time in my life. Part of it, like I said, is, is just wanting to kind of enjoy other things. And like I said, it's not that I don't enjoy doing the podcast, but a lot of times certain episodes do require some research and there's definitely a lot of work after the episode's done, um, to make sure it has good quality as best as it can have and, and things like that. So, um, and it, like, I just, like I said, it, it's just nice sometimes to relax in the evening and the, it got to be kind of like stagnant for a while like that, where it was just like, yeah, I could record an episode tonight, but I kind of just want to chill on the couch and watch a show or build a Lego set or read a comic book or something like that. So, so, you know, realizing like I'm enjoying having my evenings for myself and everything else. And um, and I apologize if, you know, I don't mean to sound selfish in that respect, but like, you know, a lot of people have gone on to other things and aren't doing the show with me regularly either. And it's like, I, I, I guess some of it is like, I should be allowed to do that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, like I said, I do plan on having people on with me. We're going to do some awesome stuff. I don't mean to keep rambling, but like, there is a part of me that feels guilty about ending the show. Uh, even though it's a, over, it's probably me a year to over a year away. 
there's a part of me that feels guilty about ending it. Um, because I feel, I don't want to say I feel obligated to you guys to put out episodes, but I feel a commitment to you guys to put out episodes. I feel a camaraderie with, with the people I've gotten to know from doing the show. Um, I feel a connection with people and I don't, I don't want it to seem like I'm cutting that connection off. Um, because I'm not like, I'm still around. I'm still alive. I'm still going to interact with people. Um, just, you're not going to have to hear my rambling voice (laughs) forever talking about ridiculous stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's why I'm still rambling. It's just cause I, there is a big, there is a big part of me because I've done this for so long that I feel bad about ending it. Um, not just because I'm going to like, I'm going to be very sad about it myself and what this show has meant to me, but I also feel bad. Like people enjoy the show and they would like to see it just continue. And I feel bad because I feel there's a part of me that feels like I'm being selfish by ending it. But sometimes you have to be a little selfish, uh, for yourself. You have to take care of you. So we'll see. Um, I still plan on like, I'm not, you know, the last few years I haven't gone to any of the conventions for, because of COVID reasons and protecting my wife when it comes to her health. Cause she, she's immune compromised. So just been extra careful when it comes to stuff with her. Um, but I do plan on returning back to conventions, going to Baltimore comic con each year and stuff like that. So none of that stuff's ending. So if you want to see me in person and hang out and have a great weekend, you know, I, I plan on having that start up again too. So, um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm going to stop rambling and we'll get into the meat of the episode. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to get, give you guys a heads up as to what will be happening. So with that, you probably wondered why this episode's titled the way that it is. And this goes into what I was talking about before, which is I want to, uh, do meaningful full episodes that have more than just one thing to them or, or that there's some good content there for you and everything else. I've done episodes before where I cover a comic with you guys and we do a full review. This time I decided to cover three comics with you. I don't know how much time I'll spend on each one. Um, but they, I'm going to do a full review and I, and I also don't remember, know how much I'm going to remember that happens in each one of these. Um, I did reread one of them tonight, uh, to refresh my memory. Cause I knew it had been a little while since I read it. Um, so I have teenage mutant Ninja turtles, Saturday morning adventures, number one. And I know number two has come out already. Um, I have garbage pail kids origins, number one from dynamite. I know number two of this just recently came out and then I have star Wars visions, which is a one shot. I actually wish this was more than just a one shot, but, um, it's a one shot. So, um, wanted to cover multiple properties with you guys. So I thought these are all, you know, got two number, well, really three number ones, but essentially two number ones for a mini series and, and a one shot. Um, so I was very excited to read all of these things. Um, I'll get into why with each one of them as, as we get to them and we'll cover the, cover each of these. So the first one is Saturday morning adventures, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, number one, this is so 
you heard you guys heard me praise the G.I. Joe Saturday Morning Adventures comic miniseries. It was awesome. If you were a fan of the cartoon, you were going to love that comic. Um, I was amazed at how much I, I really loved it. It was done so well, so perfect. And um, IDW obviously realized, like, okay, we're losing G.I. Joe and Transformers and all that type of stuff. But we still have Turtles, and we could do Saturday Morning Adventures for the Turtles. So let's do that, because then we have another Saturday Morning Adventures that we can continue on. And that made me so happy. <laughs> I was absolutely thrilled by that, uh, because I loved the cartoon. The Turtles cartoon was like the second thing that I was exposed to when it came to the Turtles, and probably the thing I was exposed to the most growing up as a kid. I did get some of the Mirage comics when I was a kid and, uh, in a, like a trade paperback. And I still have that. And, uh, those were great. And I read those on a vacation when I, which is when I got it. And, uh, but the cartoon was really the big thing for me. So I was very excited about this. I am hoping cause I, I wish that IDW had started doing these Saturday morning adventures early enough that they could have done a transformers one. I think that would have been fantastic. And then it would have been great for them to do stuff like mask and everything else. But, um, unfortunately the, you know, they lost the license and everything else. And I, I believe everything that was like Hasbro is going other than the, my little pony. Um, and who knows how long they have that for, but, like I said, the ceremony adventures, man, there's so much potential they could have done. Um, I believe IDW, I could be wrong. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think IDW still has the Dungeons and Dragons, um, property. I don't think it's Dark Horse that has it. I could be wrong on that though. Um, it's either Dark Horse or IDW, but I think IDW is the one that has Dungeons and Dragons do a Saturday morning adventures, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God. I've been asking for that cartoon to be brought back in comic form for a long time. And Saturday morning adventures is the perfect way to bring it back. Yes. If I had my choice of what to do and what I would want to come out, number one, I would want to write it myself, but number two, <laughs> um, barring that I would love like an ongoing Dungeons and Dragons um, series that's based off the cartoon characters, but a little bit more real, a little bit more like not as cartoony. Um, just, but using those characters and everything else, I think it would be a really cool series. However, barring that, uh, do the Sam running adventures one, uh, of them. I can't think of anything else that they would have. I have a feeling like if this turtles one sells well, they'll probably do a volume two or something like that, which is great. I'm all for that. So let's get into this comic. Uh, first up, let me go over the creators on this. So we have, it's written by Eric Burnham, perfect person to be writing these cartoon ones. Uh, art is Tim Lottie. I'm not familiar with him and colors by Steve Levine, uh, letters by Sean Lee. Um, I will say right up off the bat, when it comes to the art, uh, majority of the time, the art looks spot on. Like it, it doesn't look as much like the actual cartoon as the GI Joe one did. It still looks like the cartoon though. 
like the GI Joe one looked like it literally came off of the out of the cartoon. Like they took film and stuff like that and put it in there. Now, some of with the turtles, some of it could be the coloring work because they definitely uh, Steve Levine, who did the coloring work definitely added like some shading and stuff like that, that you wouldn't necessarily see in the cartoon. So it's not like the flat type coloring that you would see in an animated series. He definitely added like comic book style shadings and everything else. So that might be why it looks not like it came right off the cartoon. Like I said, they took cells and put in into panels but it's still extremely good. Like I, I still think they capture the cartoon perfectly. So this is probably the one that I read the longest ago because again, the other one was the star Wars visions one. Um, and I, re- but then I reread that one tonight to refresh my memory. So this is the one that my memory probably isn't the best at. Um, I probably could have reread this one, but it wouldn't have been, then I wouldn't have got this episode out tonight. Um, because this one does get a little wordy. I mean, not in a bad way, but there's a, there is lots of words involved. So basically, um, the turtles, there's a storm going on. April O'Neil is reporting on the storm. Uh, master splinter sees this as an opportunity to focus on their training. Um, and, Donatello uh, says, like, I've actually got an idea as far as how we can have some fun but still do training. And he shows this amazing, like, arcade-looking virtual reality gaming system. And the turtles all, you know, are like, I don't know. Like, you know, what if, what if something happens when it comes to the storm and everything else? And they're like, oh, you know, I've already, Donatello's like, I've already figured that out. Like, we should be totally fine. So they all decide to jump in. They put the, the VR helmets on, which look like turtle shells, uh, over their heads. And then they're in this VR world. And Donatello explains to them, like, um, you know, th- it's going to be a capture the flag type game. Um, if they are unsuccessful at beating the boss to get the flag, then they're going to have to play mini games that get them back. To, that bring them back to the level and then they have to fight the boss then um, they said you know what happens if we never beat the boss Donald Hill points out well you know we can all, I do have a backup to that there's an emergency fail safe I programmed into it in my turtle communicator and I can just push this button and we'll be out of the game then if that happens so they all go ahead and jump into the game and it looks like the game looks like Super Mario World in a lot of respects, like um, that classic type video game. There's and there's like um, or a classic style, like if you were thinking of like Super Mario Three or Super Mario World for the Super NES, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, you have blocks with like faces on them and clouds with like frowning eyes, and you have a sun up in the sky with sunglasses on and stuff like that. And there is uh, Shredder standing there larger than life in front of them. And he's blocking a flag, which looks, again, very much like Super Mario Brothers flag. So uh, they decide to go and attack him. They all do it, you know, one by one. They get knocked down. And then the boss disappears. 
and they get they're they're going to be sent to um, mini games because they can't beat him. Well, then all of a sudden, of course, as you would of course ex- expect, and this is, is that the um, the storm sends a lightning bolt through the power lines and it zaps all of them, which gets them stuck in the game system. Um, and even if Donatello pushes the fail safe button, he, it, he can't get out. So they actually have to beat the game. Um, you see it coming. It's predictable. It's meant to be predictable. So like, I know I saw like at least one comic reviewer that talked about this issue and was just like, well, it was, you know, th- it was predictable, blah, 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 like being negative on it. Like if you ever watched any of those cartoon episodes back then, all of them were predictable. Like the second something was going to happen, you knew it was going to happen. Like you'd have to be an idiot not to know that, like, that's what this is capturing. So it's done brilliantly well. It's in the spirit of the cartoon. And there was a lot of reviewers that did get that. Like there's most reviewers that I saw that talked about this issue were like, yeah, it's right in line with what you'd see in the cartoon. So, um, so once they find out that they're stuck, you know, Michelangelo is really upset because, uh, he was expecting to get uh, peanut butter and raisins on crust for uh, pizza. Like Casey in April was supposed to bring some over always. There was always some disgusting pizza that they were going to be eating. Um, I don't know all of the characters in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and there was a couple that they did not mention by name in here. So um, Donatello gets put into a racing game that reminds me very much of Mario Kart. And he's got, I think it's there's a, like a red bull with cybernetics on that's chasing him down. And there's a mole. And I, I recognize both characters. I just don't know the names of them. And I don't think if I remember right, nowhere in the issue, do they mention what their names were? So that was the only thing that was a little disappointing. Cause I was just like, it's making a big assumption that people know who these characters are. Um, all you had to do was mention their names or have let Donatello say their names or something like that. Like, Oh no, I'm being chased by whoever. Um, and like I said, I, I'm, I apologize. I didn't look up. I meant to look up who they were before, um, recording, but I did not do that. So, um, and I think this is the only case where they don't mention the specific characters. So, um, then we get, uh, we flash over to Raphael and he's standing in front of a building and he gets a bottle thrown down at him and he realizes he has to climb up to the top and the bottles are being thrown down by Rocksteady and Bebop. And then, Leonardo is in a fighting game and he beats uh, Baxter Stockman in the fly form. Um, and then all of a sudden it says next fighters have joined the match. And he's like, wait, fighters. Um, and you get uh, Toka and Razor and they show their actual names there, um, which Toka and Razor never appeared in the cartoon. So I thought this was fantastic that they brought a cartoon version of them here uh, for Leonardo to fight. And then you have Michelangelo in like a desert scene, not really sure what video game that one's supposed to represent, but he has to fight, um, a character named Tempestra, which I don't know her at all. I don't recognize her look and I don't recognize, um, 
like the name or anything like that. Like that's not a turtles character that I villain or anything like that, that I recognize. So if you know who Tempester is, I'll probably look it up after the episode's over. Um, you know, let me know though. Like, was she on the cartoon? Is she someone that was in later, um, versions of the turtles and they just brought her into this like they did with Toka and Razor? That would be interesting. Uh, we go back to Raphael and he's climbing up the building and he's getting closer and closer to Bebop and Rocksteady who are dressed as like soda fountain, uh, people and they're throwing the bottles down at him. And it's a little bit like Donkey Kong, but not totally. Um, but they definitely go full on Donkey Kong when he's like, he's getting kind of like Raphael's thinking he, he's going to get up there. And then, uh, uh, Rocksteady grabs a barrel and of pickles and he's going to throw it down and hits Raphael with it. So, uh, Leonardo then is shown fighting and winning against, uh, Toka and Razor. So he's doing well. Uh, Donatello is struggling in his race. Um, but then he ends up winning. He says, player one is the winner. Get ready for the next race. He's like, next race. Um, he's like, I guess one of the other guys are going to have to like get the flag. Then we have, go back to Michelangelo and, uh, he's blocking a bunch of zappy laser things coming from Tempestra. Um, he uses nunchucks to kind of make spin around, make a shield. And he ends up defeating her by doing that. Um, so he wins and ends up being brought back to the main battle form. And as he arrives, so do the other three turtles. They all realize they beat their mini games. So now they can fight shredder again. Um, but they're having a difficult time with that. Uh, just when they think they're going to uh, beat him, they get defeated. They have to go and fight mini games again. Uh, they all they do like a quick montage of how they beat that, and they could be. But then they say like we could be stuck in here forever. Um, and Donatello says, uh, "Well, Raphael says, well, let's not keep up the attacking one at a time part. We're not the bad guys." in a Kung Fu movie. Uh, we're not the bad guys in a Kung Fu movie. Let's just all go at shredder at once and get that flag. And Donatello says, you're right. We do still have a tactical advantage after all. And shredder says, do you? And that's when all of the beings, uh, from, <laughs> from turtles, not all of them, but a lot of the beings from turtles history appear there. So you have like Krang and bebop and Rocksteady and slash and the rat King and, the pizza alien guy and uh Tokan Razor are there, the mole guy is there, the the bull guy is there, the big robot guy, I can't remember what his name is, but they just recently did a figure of him. Like a big armored up robotic type guy. Uh Baxter Stockman's there. And then they show in the middle of battle, they show again a bunch of characters that I don't know the names of. <laughs> Um, but some of them I know had like the mosquito and stuff like that. They had figures done recently. I just don't remember their names. There is a Triceraton in there, which I really liked seeing that. Um, because again, well, yeah, I think they did appear in the cartoon, but, um, and then they have like the one bat characters there. So 
these were characters that were definitely part of this cartoon series that I don't remember. I was probably out of Turtles by that point, um, or they just weren't that memorable for me. I know they've done some figures of some of these, um, but it's worth picking up this issue just to kind of see all of them, and uh, especially if you are very well-versed in Turtles information, like you'll recognize a lot of these characters. So, uh, And like I said, for me, I recognize a lot of them. I just don't remember their names. So, um, so they're having to battle all of them. Like you, you get uh, Leatherhead shows up, um, again, Rat King, they're all like fighting all of them. Um, the, the rock soldiers are there. Irma shows up in one of them. Uh, I believe it's Karai that I see in like all black costume. It's either Karai or I do remember there being like some ninja. I can't remember if it was Karai or not, but I remember her in one of the episodes. The dude that dressed as one of the turtles, I think I think the episode was actually called The Fifth Turtle, um, but there was a guy that dressed up as a turtle. He was like a middle-aged, overweight guy. They show him in here, which that cracked me up. Like, that's definitely a deep cut. Um, Michelangelo finally realizes, like, they don't have to necessarily beat the people to capture the flag. The whole point is to just capture the flag. So he decides just to dodge all the bad guys and get the flag. And so he does that and they get out because of it. And then just as they get out, they, you know, they remove their helmets and April shows up with, uh, uh, for them. And she's like, I've got a surprise for you guys. And it's like, a brand new video game who wants to play first and all of a sudden leonardo's sword katana goes flying through it and it was for a game called flying rooster number three but it looks like super mario three is what it kind of looks like and she's like um was it something i said and that's the end of the issue or the end of the episode however you want to look at it and it looks like the next issue is going to involve the terradrome and some of the rock guys and them playing guitars and you know it's awesome so really liked it it was a really fun issue um i do like i did like the gi joe miniseries better that was for saturday mornings but as far as a first issue goes, but this, this is still like, if you're a turtles fan of the cartoon, you really should be reading this mini series or get it in trade when it comes out, because this is going to be right up your alley. All right. Next one is garbage pale kids origins. Number one, I have not gotten any of the garbage pale kids comics that have come out recently. They've done a few like mini series and stuff like that, but I, but I did get the co- the cards when I was a kid. Absolutely loved it. Fry and Ryan, you know, big Godzilla creature. Um, loved it. I had a ton of the cards growing up. When I saw what this one was, and I was seeing Garbage Pail Kids Origins, and I read up what it was, it was like how these Garbage Pail Kids came to be. It was a unique story that they were going to be telling. Well, somewhat unique. We'll get into that. But like... It wasn't just, it wasn't like the Garbage Pail Kids movie, which is horrible. I remember seeing that as a kid in the movie theaters because I loved the cards. And I was like, yeah, let's go see this gross, funny movie. And it it's so bad. Um, I have no desire to ever see that movie ever again. Um, the only thing, the only thing I remember liking in the movie much was 
um, there was a bank. It was an antique shop where they, that all the garbage pail kids would hide out in and live in. Um, but there was a monkey bank, a gorilla bank that was in the window. And I have that gorilla bank. I still have that gorilla bank. Uh, that was something I had when I was a little kid. I don't know where my parents got it at. It was just this plastic bank, but it's like a good foot tall. Um, maybe even a little bit taller than a foot, not much, but a bit taller than a foot. And yeah, I still have it, uh, from my childhood, but that was in the window of the antique shop. And I remember as a kid going, Oh my God, my, my bank is an antique. That's awesome. It's probably worth a fortune. And I don't think it's worth a fortune, but it was cool to see it in the movie. So, um, but yeah, that movie's atrocious. So I didn't pick up any of the mini series that I saw. Cause I thought, okay, it's just going to be a bunch of the garbage pail kids getting together to do some stupid adventure, whatever. But I liked the idea of this one being the origins of how they became the garbage pail kids characters that they are. So I liked that idea a lot better. And I will say, I actually really enjoyed this issue. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. It is um, satirical in some ways. It is not for everyone. Uh, And I mean that in the art and in the story. But it was a lot of fun for me. It was a lot of fun. Um, I would say if you liked Garbage Pail Kids uh, as the cards... Um, and want to read a fun story about how like some of these characters became who they are, uh, for in those cards, then you would might want to read this. So, um, the story is by Adam F. Goldberg, which, who I believe is the creator of the Goldbergs. Um, I could be wrong. That could be a different, it could be a different Adam F. Goldberg, but I'm almost positive that it's the, uh, creator of the Goldbergs show, uh, Hans, Rodionoff and Jeff Zapata. Uh, and then art direction is Jeff Zapata. Uh, writers are Adam F. Goldberg and Hans Rodionoff. Pencils are Jeff Zapata. Inks and finishes by Chris Meeks. Colors by Daniel Contois. Uh, Letterer Saida Temafante. Um, it's funny cause they put story and then they put writers like I get that the three of you came up with the story together, but then you're also giving like art direction to the artist who is also your penciler. Like, so he art directed himself penciling. That's a weird thing. Like you could just put like writers and, or you could put story and put all three of them. And I don't know it like, like just do like writers and and penciler and it's kind of a given like if if you work together like i guess maybe story overall story you could put all three but like joel and i you know we, i bounce ideas off of him all the time and he comes up with you know characters that he draws and then also i'm like oh that I, I can use that character for this and that like there's certain things that he's drawn that have become part of the stealth hammer stories that weren't in my script originally or weren't thought of originally as characters and now they're like big not big parts of it but they're parts of the character so like the lab the lab if you have the comic uh, especially the second issue, like the lab bites, um, were something that he drew that became characters. Um, there's a fairy at the end of issue two 
that he drew. I wrote in the script to, you know, draw some fairies, but he drew like a main one and it gave me ideas as far as I, I came up with the name for her. Uh, she'll be featured in the third issue once we do that. And um, it also laid out for me what he drew laid out for me, like how the fairies in the stealth hammer world work. So, so yeah, so I get like the idea behind that, but at the same time, it's like, I really don't get the art direction, Jeff Zapata and then pencils. Jeff Zapata is like, he art directed himself. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just, it seems like another, it seems like multiple ways to mention the same people over and over again. So I don't know. This is the first time I'm even noticing that. So, cause I didn't read through the credits to see who did this, but anyways, uh, it's, uh, garbage pail kids origins. And this, the title of this is, I don't give a damn, uh, but it's spelled like Adam. Uh, so there's a, a battle going on, an aerial battle going on. Um, there's uh, a pilot who is getting shot at. He's trying to get his uh, payload to where it needs to go, but he just can't get it there. There's uh, a guy, um, you know, his general who he's he's talking to. He's just telling him, like, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And he's like, yes, you can. You can make it. And then he plummets to his death, and the, uh, the general you know, gets angry, smashes the radio. They want to know what they can do next. Um, and there's a, a scientist lady and she just, she's like, well, you know, we have, you know, some ideas of some experiments that we could do. And he's like, sounds like, uh, my kind of plan. So they go to deliver message to, uh, the pilot's brother and uh he says i'm looking for someone named adam and he's like uh that's me i'm adam baum b-a-u-m so ha 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 we know what's gonna be happening um if you know garbage pail kids uh so he's he's a soda jerk (laughs) and he's i love this right here he goes well he says to the person the soldier that comes in he goes Welcome to Bunk's Pharmacy. I'm uh, Pharmacy and Fountain. What can I jerk you? <laughs> so that's just, I mean, it's the terms that were used back then, but it just sounds ridiculous today. Um, so he gets notified that his, his brother's plane went down. He's like, I want to help out. He's like, I'm going to enlist. Um, however, once he enlists, uh, they reject him. Uh, much so it's very much like a Captain America story like okay you can't go to war because you're unfit for it Uh, they do uh, he looks at some of his uh, the general looks at his like x-rays and there's like a board in the middle of his body with a spike through it like he he's just not fit there's nothing he can do Uh, so then gives it he's given the option of like, well, we could do uh, an experiment. And the lady shows up and says, yeah, we, you know, we can, we can help you out. And he's like, I'm not going to be a lab rat. Uh, he says, I just want to help my country and stuff like that. So then he goes home and he's like, I'm sorry, boomer. So boom, boomer bomb, bomb was his brother's name. 
Um, he's like, you were always looking out for me. And he thinks back to the times and we see like how he was picked on and his brother came in and saved him. He's like, all right, I'm going to, I'll be a lab rat and I'm coming to save, save you boomer. So he goes in, uh, they do some, uh, surgery on him, remove his, remove his hair, cut open his, uh, skull, put a bomb into his head. And then he becomes Adam bomb and they show like him standing there and his head's like exploding and his hands are charged and he comes walking out and he looks like Adam bomb from the garbage pail kids cards, uh, no longer looking as human <laughs> as he did before. Um, so they put him into the test field and he shows like that he can, uh, shoot missiles out of his hands, uh, and he can throw them. Um, and, uh, he can also zap stuff with his hands and everything. Um, he's just blowing up everything around him. So pretty much showing this successful test. Um, but then all of a sudden he gets worked up and this, uh, basically a nuclear missile, uh, pops up out of his head and he starts panicking and running and everything else for, and, um, he goes diving into a garbage can shocker to try to save everyone. And he's like, huh, nothing. Whew. Guess I managed to get in, uh, get it under control just in time. And that's when a big, the big explosion happens. And the general that we saw before he gets, uh, blasted into uh, a poster of uncle Sam. So you can imagine what's going to happen there. Uh, the one soldier that came to uh, talk to him, talk to Adam about his uh, brother uh, getting shot down, uh, it's, gets blasted into like basically a zombie type thing. Uh, the scientist lady, she she's like, oh, my head. And then the mechanic says, uh, this just plain sucks. And he gets blasted as well. Adam Bomb comes back out. And he goes up to the scientist lady and asks if she's okay, but she's not. She's got a giant head now, a uh, giant brain. She goes, I feel odd. And the the general now looks like Uncle Sam, and he's like, ditto. And then the um, soldier that told him about his brother, he's he looks all like a zombie, and he's just like, my skin, my beautiful, silky skin. And then all of a sudden we get a swoosh, and... Uh, the mechanic turned into Roybot. I remember that one. Um, and everyone's looking at him in amazement. And the it's interesting because the zombie one, he can't really say much, but he's thinking a lot of stuff. And all, But all he says is brains. <laughs> but he's thinking, dear Lord, if Roy's been turned into a metallic monster and now Jane has a giant disgusting brain, what about me? Someone get get me a mirror does it look bad and like that's what he's thinking but he can't say anything other than brains uh so so she uh so the scientist lady she's like uh it's utterly astonishing it seems the radiation leak combined with the garbage has mixed with our underlying personality traits and mutated us into something else something new so the uh, zombie guy, he's found out that he can um, 
not only is he a hideous zombie, but he he's very strong when he when uh, he can like throw tanks around stuff like that. And uh, the scientist lady, she can now move stuff with move stuff with her mind because she protects Uncle Sam with uh, her brain telekinetically. Um, and Roybot like, oh, you know, can I turn into something? And here he can turn into a toaster. Um, so basically, he's like a transformer, but different. Uh, Uncle Sam says, "Oh, we have, uh, we all have superpowers, so we can be superheroes." And they go marching off together. And then we get a little glimpse that there is at a uh, castle in Neustadter, uh, Germany. Um, there's a guy, or Adam's brother, is strapped down. And we see strapped down by a uh, vampire. I'm trying to remember what the heck his name was. Um, N- oh, Nicholas von uh, Neustauter, Baron Nicholas von Neustauter. And uh, so he's he's basically uh, the v- vampire hypnotizes him because um, he's like, I want to help Baron Neustauter. He's like, good, very good. <laughs> So it's a fun story that I didn't expect. Like I thought I'm going to get the origin of Atom Bomb and like it totally came across as a obviously as a Captain America story style story. Um I didn't expect to get like Uncle Sam and Roybot and things like that. I didn't expect to get their origins as well. Obviously the story is going to continue. So I know issue 2 came out already. I'm curious like if we'll get other Garbage Pail Kids creations uh or reveals in those ones i assume we will um but yeah it was a fun silly story like um again if you like the garbage pail kids you probably would like this um it's got art that reminds me especially once they look like the garbage pail kids characters it definitely reminds me of those cards back in the day so uh it was basically a lot better than i expected like i expected to pick it up i was like i saw it and i was like all right, I'll give it a try. Um, I'm glad I did because it was a lot better than I expected it to be. All right, going into Star Wars Visions. Now, I picked this up because I really liked the Star Wars Visions show that was on Disney+. Plus. Um, some of the episodes weren't that great, uh, but there was at least three or four of them that I absolutely adored, that I thought were fantastic. Um this was one of them that they they did. This is kind of like a prequel, but it's the Ronin episode, um, which I thought was fantastic. There was like, the, I think it was the Ninth Jedi was one, the name of one of them. I thought that was a great episode. There was a few other ones I thought were done very well. Um, and then there was like one or two that I just didn't care for at all. Um, there was at least one for sure that was like, oh God, that's that was horrible. Um, but most of them were good or amazing. Like there was like, I think at least two or three that I thought were absolutely incredible. Um, and wanted to see more in that world. Um, and then there was other ones where I was like, okay, I like that. I would watch more of that. Um, and there was only, like I said, one or there was one atrocious one. And there was one that I was kind of like lukewarm on, um, no pun intended. But I saw that they were doing Star Wars Visions. I was super excited because I was like, oh, cool, we're getting like a mini series or 
whatever and no we it's one issue i i wished it had been more i wish they had done more than just a one shot i'm hoping that it sold well to where they want to do more of them because i think this is another avenue where we can get this these visions not to steal their title but to get these visions of like somebody else's perspective on the star wars world like and it's a different take on star wars like nothing says that this is any type of none of these were in any type of continuity with the real star wars universe or its canon but it was just good star wars inspired stories um so i would love it if this turned into a mini series or a series of one shots because I would like them to touch on telling more stories than some of the other ones. I know that they're supposed to come out with another vision series. I don't know when that's happening, but I know that they're working on that. I'm kind of hoping that a couple of the stories that I really enjoyed are getting continuations. Like like I said, the ninth Jedi was one of my favorites and that one kind of ended where there definitely could be more story that needs to be told. Um, but this one was based on the Ronin. Um, to go over the credits, I'm going to butcher these names like crazy. But story and artist Takashi Akazaki, as if I didn't butcher the Garbage Pail Kids names, uh, <laughs> credit or uh, people in the credits. Uh, English translation was Aki uh, Yanagi. Uh, letter was VC's Joe Karamagna. Uh, and special thanks to Kamikaze Daga. Um, and then it gives us a, a real quick line here. It says, Before the Ronin and his droid encountered the Sith in a small village, the two wanderers had a different type of encounter in the Snowy Mountains. So this is a prequel. So we have uh, the, the Ronin uh, walking with his R2 unit. I will tell you, this is, out of the three comics that I'm covering today, this is by far my favorite when it comes to art. Uh, not that the other two didn't have decent artwork. I, I like the artwork in those. But this comic, the Visions comic, it's worth getting it just for the artwork. Even if you don't like the story or didn't care for the story, the art is freaking beautiful. Now... I will say, if you didn't like the Visions show or didn't like the Ronin story in particular, this is not going to change your mind. This is not going to be like, oh, maybe I'll like it in this form. No, you won't. <laughs> um, but if you did like what you saw there, to me, this is even better because they didn't have to worry about, even though they did a great job with detail and everything else, they didn't have to worry about these images moving in the comics so they could really put in some amazing texture and details and everything else. Also, this is black and white with hints of color here and there. So like they're showing him walking with the R2 unit. The R2 unit has a, a blue uh, coloring in its central disc area and a little red and green light off to the side showing up. But other than that, it's black and white and grays and stuff. So, um, he happens to notice that there is somebody on a bridge who's getting surrounded uh, by an army, and he's like, uh, who wants to fight in a place like this? He's like, uh, well, it looks like we will see a lot of dead bodies here. <laughs> he's like, gotta r run before we get hit by stray blaster bolts. Let's go. Um, 
And then we get down to the bridge where there is a guy with um, the disc-shaped hat. I don't know what they're called. Um, somebody can let me know. And he's got a droid in front of him. And the head of the army says, uh, okay, so you think you're tough. You, uh, can't you see all my people here? Guys, do not hit the droid because they basically just want to steal the droid from him. He, uh, he starts getting shot at. His hat gets shot off. And he pulls out his lightsaber, which is red. He starts deflecting the blaster bolts. Uh, and he takes out some of the guys by deflecting the blaster bolts at them. Uh, and the head of the army says, you know, or one of the guys says, like, what the, it's a Sith. And someone says, oh, no. And the head of the army is just like, keep shooting. He says, we're not afraid of Sith. And they, one guy hits the droid. And he's like, I told you not to hit the droid. And he's like, sorry, boss. And the guy that hit the droid is wearing kind of like a Stormtrooper-inspired uh, helmet, mask. Well, this wakes up the droid. The droid t turns all of all of its uh, sensors all turn red. He pops up with a bunch of guns that come out. And he's basically sitting inside of like an ATST uh, head. Uh, and all these guns come out and it just starts shooting and takes out everybody. And the, the, uh, samurai Sith character is like, so you did it again. <laughs> and the droid goes, Woo! um, so they go walking past all the dead bodies. Uh, they get to a hot spring and he gets into the hot spring and, uh, the Ronin shows up and says, well, now, nice to see someone here. And he explains how this was a, kind of a secret place for uh, that he didn't think many people knew about. Um, he's like, do you mind if I join you? And the Sith says, no problem. And he's like, uh, um, he says, uh, this is so, the Ronin says, this was so nice. Would be even better if I had some sake. And, uh, the sis says, you want some? He's like, oh, I didn't mean that you had to share it with me. He's like, no, here you go. And he loves it. Uh, total like manga anime looks and actions and everything else. As I said, if, if you didn't like the vision stuff, this isn't going to change your mind. I don't think it would at least. Um, but if you liked it like I did, this is just feeding more into that. Um, so then we see a bunch of bottles of the sake. They, they drank a lot. Um, they start talking and like, uh, the Ronin says who, and by the way, the Ronin is blind. He has, uh, his eyes are covered up and everything else. And he's like, um, Hey, I can give you a massage with a discount for you. Of course, uh, for those wounds that, that you, uh, that you're trying to heal. And, uh, he says, says that doesn't sound bad, but I want to keep the pain of these wounds. And he says, cause I deserve them. And he's like, Ronin says, like, you deserve them? And he's like, yeah, it's for past battles. I've killed so many, and that's why I deserve it. And we see, like, images of all these past, like, I assume other Siths that he's actually killed. Um, but there's all different types, and they all have red lightsabers and stuff like that. And he says, and many of my allies died, too. Um, so then the Ronin talks about battle in the past that obviously has happened that caused him to lose his eyesight and everything. And it's just really cool images here, like with soldiers and everything else in this samurai type 
you know, cross between um, clone troopers and samurai gear. Looks amazing. Like I want. That's why I want more than just this one issue. Like I want to read that battle. I want to see what's going on. But basically, he says, you know, it seemed like he got struck by lightning, uh, and the impact made him uh, fall from the top of a tower. Uh, he says miraculously he survived, uh, but then he saw a vision of the father. I don't know who the father is, but evidently a celestial being, um, and. The father said, go to the planet uh, uh, Sukalan and visit the temple Ilujoji. And I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> and uh, basically they talk about that temple. And the Sith says, you know, that's supposed to be a place <coughs> where you can purify your soul. Um, while they're talking, there's Ewoks that have gathered around the droids and they're playing a dice game, which is hilarious. Um, so, so that's funny. Like I said, they keep talking and, uh, he says, uh, the Ronin says, uh, there's, uh, cause he's talking about how <coughs> the droid, uh, likes to play dice games. And he says, you know, there's a 20 of his, of the, uh, there, he says there's a casino at the other side of the mountain. Would love to take you there. But unfortunately there's, it's closed because of a hassle. He says 20 of his minions went out to fight, but only one came back referring to the one guy's army that the Sith took out. Um, the survivor said that there was, uh, they were beaten by one man and they are after him. Now they said he had a red lightsaber and, uh, so he's like, Oh, you know, all of a sudden it becomes morning. They decided to get up and be on their way. And the Ronin is like, do you mind if I come with you? Also the Ronin is like, uh, this might be the beginning of something. Why not go for another drink at the station, uh, below it's on me. And he's like, Sith is like, sorry, someone's picking me up there. He says, oh, that's too bad. They get to a crossroads where they get, could go left or right, which I thought was awesome, like symbolically, like he's giving him a choice, like you could come with me or you can choose to follow the path you've been following. Um, he does choose to keep following the path he's following. Um, he says, well, sir, we are going this way from here. And the, the Sith goes, yes. And he's like, Hey, didn't you forget something? And the Ronin is like, forget? He goes, yes. Uh, Sith says, yes. Don't you have to kill me? So basically, and he says, Master Jedi. And so basically revealing that I know who you are and I know that we're destined to fight each other. So then we see him grab his lightsaber, does not ignite it, but then he does. And we have this amazingly beautiful splash page with the Ronin with a purple lightsaber and the Sith with a red lightsaber and they're slicing past each other. And then the, uh, it looks like the Sith got like a, a slice at him, but then the Ronin, uh, sliced through his lightsaber. And then we turn the page and they're both just standing there. And from what I can gather from this, they don't come right out and say it. Um, and maybe I'm interpreting it wrong, but basically they played that all out in their minds. 
or at least one of them did. Maybe it was the Ronin that did. That's my guess is that he kind of played it out in his mind, but there's also some wording that makes me think maybe they both played it out in their minds of what their battle would have been like if they did it right then and there. And uh, the Sith is just looking at him, and, and the Ronin says, I haven't forgotten anything. And then he just he says, if you're alive, our fates sh- should cross till we meet again, sir. Um, and the two robots wave goodbye to each other. Uh, and they go on their own ways. Um, and the Sith says, if I had uh, my hands on the sword, I would have died. So, like, that's what makes me think, like, that he played it out in his mind also. Um, and he knows that in that battle he would have been the loser. Um, the Ronin played it out in his mind and felt like, you know, probably like this is a wasted life, especially like there's a chance to bring him back and everything else. Like I, I've read a lot into it that maybe it isn't meant to be there, but it feels like it is. So, uh, but the Sith goes on his way and he's approaching a, a tie bomber. Uh, looks like a tie bomber in the distance and that must be who's picking him up. So, really good issue. I really loved it. The artwork, like I said, is exquisite. The story is really cool because, again, for me, I felt like it was left to interpretation. Like, from what I can tell, they didn't actually battle. Even though they show it, I feel like all that happened in one or both of their minds. Like I said, I can make a case for why it happened in one. I can make a case for why it happened in both of their minds. Um, especially with the things that were said and everything else. So I find it very interesting. I love the symbolism. Like I said, that they, you know, they kind of have to part ways and the Sith, uh, character needs to make a choice. Um, and he chooses to, to follow the dark path still. Um, so really, really good issue. Like I said, I really wish that they did more than just the one issue, but they didn't. So um, I'm hoping it sold well so that they want to do more. And that is everything for the episode. Uh, sorry at the beginning that I talked and rambled for so long about what was going to happen with the episode and or with the show and everything else, but I felt like I needed to explain to you guys what the plan is, what's going to be happening uh, going forward that the show isn't over just yet. Um, still have a lot of episodes to, to come. Uh, like I said, the next episode should actually be out a day or two after this one, um, which will be an interview with the After Action Report guys and talking about their latest Kickstarter and what plans they have and everything else. So, um, yeah, should be a fun time. That'll be episode 272. And then, like I said, we'll just kind of go from there and see what happens. So not going to reiterate everything all over again, but I do appreciate everything. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much this show has meant to me over the years. Um, I still have more shows coming. So again, not going to get all mushy and everything else now, but just want to let you guys know, like this was not a decision made lightly. So, uh, with that, you can, I mentioned Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can follow us on all those. You can join the group on Facebook, I will get a new phone number that you guys can call into and leave a voicemail. I'll have that not in the next episode, probably episode after that. And um, you can still email us 
starjoespodcast at gmail.com. That also is not going away. I mean, I might as well keep that going. Um, there's no reason to get rid of that. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.